good morning, and thank you for joining me once again for this uh, devotional series from uh, unbelief to belief. And uh, let's tackle an, another problem this morning, and it falls into that category of, uh, you know, the, the unbelieving believer or the believing unbeliever. It looks like we've flipped that back and forth several times. But if you've got your Bible, open it to James chapter 1, uh, verses 2 through 4. And one of the things that I have observed over uh, my uh, life in the church, and, and I've, I've spent my entire life in the church, and I've been a believer uh, while a church member, and I've been an unbeliever while a church member. And that gives you some perspective. And I've watched hundreds and hundreds of people uh, come and go and seen uh, those that uh, began uh, the Christian life supposedly, uh, walk away from it uh, uh, disgruntled and, and dismayed and even maybe a dis bit disoriented from uh, the experience. And so many times they leave never to come back. Uh, we uh, have ran across countless individuals over the years that will say something along the lines of uh, uh, somebody hurt my feelings, somebody made me angry, somebody disappointed me, you know, you can go down the laundry list, and I just can't go back to church. And certainly, uh, church life is like all other life in which we have relationships, whether it's uh, between husbands and wives, uh, between the larger family, uh, parents and children, and extended family, whether in the workplace, whether in the social setting. People will constantly uh, disappoint, aggravate, and infuriate. That's just a reality of a fallen world, and uh, uh, the the church is no different in in some sense. Yet, indeed, we are we we are uh, regenerate, and we are uh, compelled and empowered uh, to love one another, uh, to cover the multitude of sins, to forgive one another, and all those things. And so, uh, sometimes these disgruntlements and disappointments and defeats and all of these things that go on in the church. I think sometimes they're, they're a very good uh, barometer, uh, or th thermometer, I guess really would be the term, a, a good thermometer, a litmus test of what's going on in an individual's lives. And so let's look at our text and let's see if we can make some comments. Count it all joy, brothers, when you're, you meet trials of various kinds, for you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness, steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect, and complete, lacking in nothing. So nobody, none of us like to be afflicted. No, none of us like to be disappointed. None of us like to be aggravated. But it's part of life in a fallen world. It's, it's certain. It's sure. It's coming. And yet, uh, the Bible constantly tells us that God has a purpose in our affliction, in our sorrows, in our suffering, whether they're great or small, and that He's working in it. Uh, he has not abandoned us. Uh, that he's producing something in us uh, that uh, is worthwhile, and God knows what he's doing by applying the heat to our metal. And so, the uh, same thing is true when these afflictions, whether they're disappointments or aggravations or disillusionments, when they come in the church, they test us. And when the testing produces in us quitting, that is a warning sign. That is a dangerous sign. That is, if 
There's something so great that can create such a disillusionment in your heart and mind that you can walk away with the, from the church and say, I can never go back, whether specifically to an individual church or to the church in general. I just can't go to any church because I'm not going to set myself up for these disappointments. Uh, quite honestly, that's a cop-out. Quite honestly, that's an excuse. And that, uh, that our love for God that is a part of the witness of the Spirit of our life, the, the love for the people of God, for the truth of God, for obedience to God's Word, compels us and so works in us that we learn how to deal with the discouragement, deal with the disagreements, deal with the disappointments for the greater good of our soul, that, that we endure the afflictions of church for the sake of the overall good of the church to our soul. And so, uh, again, we can't make absolute judgments, but for those that have endured the trials and tribulations of church life for year after year after year after year and been disappointed and disgruntled and been angered, uh, I think that's a great evidence that indeed, uh, God has saved you. Uh, I'm not saying it's absolute, but that that uh, that you know of the necessity of the church and its essential role in the life of the Christian, and that you understand that these things come and these things go, but you persevere, you endure. Uh, that should be something that should bring great joy and great confidence and great assurance to your soul. And I would say to those that have thrown up their hands, I said, I just can't do this. I just can't do church. You know, people are so disappointing, and I get so angry, and I get so this, and I so that. Uh, I would challenge you. You know, that's that's an examine yourself. Examine yourself daily. Is is that attitude of I just can't do this? Is it I can't, or I won't do this? Uh, that I've found what I think is a legitimate excuse. I got my feelings hurt. I got disappointed. I didn't like this didn't like the music, I didn't like the chairs, I didn't like the preacher, I didn't like the style, I didn't like, you name it. But we find some reason or some excuse, and that gives us the validation we need to drop out. That's a very dangerous place to be. It's not a sign of good spiritual health. And I would challenge anyone with that attitude, you need to examine yourself daily to see if you're of the faith. Because God is working in us endurance and perseverance, even over the aggravations of church life. Well, I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.